Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today. Excited to be here on Tuesday. I love Tuesdays, man. Just, you know, it's been a long layover from Thursdays. We got all the games to talk about. I got my boy E, the Ruth Langmore, to my Marty Bird. Isn't the idea that if you want to get away with something, you don't tell anyone? I don't know, Marty. If you say so, must have ditched that day in crime school. What's happening, E? You know what? I'm not even mad being a, a girl on this one. Ruth is amazing. She doesn't give two shits, and she just she takes no prisoners. I like it. She's a legit badass. My favorite character in the show, for sure. Uh, she is, she's nuts. Not somebody all, to mess with. For all you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Ozark. If you're not watching it, you got to watch it. It's a little dark, but Jason Bateman, amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Go check it out if you haven't heard about it. Where have you been? Where have you been? Um, how was Halloween for you, man? Halloween was good. You know, this was the first year. I think we might have talked about it a little bit, but this is the first year where we actually let the kids choose their own costumes. So, you know, we've always done the family costumes, yeah. Moana, Minions. We talked about this before. So this was the first year we didn't do an entire family costume. So it was kind of sad, but, you know, it was kind of nice to let the kids do their own thing. So Kirsten and I matched up. We did a theme. So we did Ted Lasso. I was Saw Ted. That. I was Ted and she was Keely, so that went well. The only problem was like I looked dead on Ted. It was great. And she looked <laughs> dead on Keely. The only problem is that like if we, you know, when you're walking with the kids and we had her brother and his wife over with their two kids and our neighborhood's awesome because there are just tons of trick-or-treaters, tons of houses. But, you know, we would get split up a little bit. We wouldn't always be right next to each other. So she had these, you know, legit like three-inch heels walking, trick-or-treating and those things. And again, she looked legitimately like Keely. But if she wasn't next to me, people had no idea who she was. Like, why is this woman in heels in this like crazy outfit? Just like, yeah, um, I mean, because it wasn't like it wasn't that great. I mean, she she looked great. She had like a leather jacket on and just like, had been, like a top ponytail kind of thing. Like, you, yep. know, you know, she and that's to your point, wanted, like she just wanted to go clubbing. That's yeah. all. <laughs> to your point, outside of walking around with you specifically, people would be like, what's this chick doing? Like, she's here, for, <laughs> she's here to rage, I guess. I don't know. Well, let's be honest. You know my wife. She is always ready to rage. So she's she's always up for a rage. That's that's so true. Uh, so we were still we were still uh, family costume with the nice. Mario clan. Our nice. kids get to pick the family costume. So last year we were skeletons because uh, Nora Ooh. wanted to be skeletons. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nora and we know Nora runs that roost. So if she <laughs> wanted to be skeletons, you're all going to be skeletons. We were skeletons. Uh, we did a Mario thing this year. It was fun. Kids had a good time. I got to do a lot of jumping at the blocks and people, the adults <laughs> thought that was entertaining. So did you try to break, did you break anything like in some coins shattered down or I should like, have tried to hit like a street light or something, but I, you know, <laughs> I, been, hops. I could have climbed up like the flagpole. That would have been like a flagpole. That would have been pretty oh, good. Oh yes. That would have been good. What you should have done too is if you saw like anybody who was a ghost walking by, you'd look at them like, you can't move if I'm looking at you. Yes, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> true. You can move. Turn my back. Okay, you can get some candy. I'm going to turn around. Now, it's I'm fine. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a clutch. Um, shout out to my, my guy, Zach. We walked out of our house and like trick or treating, I don't know, we can get into this in a second, like what time it's supposed to start and when it started, where you were at and all that. It was yeah. starting all over the place in our neighborhood. Really? And um, so like we walked outside and my guy, Zach, from, he lives, you know, probably like 10 houses away. So they'd already been out for a little bit. Yeah. He comes strolling up. He's like, oh, what's up, guys? You're perfect timing. He's like, fireball shot? And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. You had me at what's up, guys. So yes. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out, like he's got this little cooler hanging around his, his waist, basically. And he pulls out a little mini bottle of fireball. And he's like, nice. three of us, I'll take them. He's like, I'll take your I'll take your empties and put them back in there. I was like, you're going to go to like 
drop off your kid tomorrow, you're going to lean over to get something that fell out of the car and like six empty fireball bottles are going to fall out. <laughs> so it's going to be like, uh, uh, I can, that could explain that. I can explain that. See, sticking with your Mario theme, he should have been like Mario in the white outfit with the red overalls because when he has the fire flower, he's shooting out fireballs. True. Oh my God, this was unmatched potential. Son of a bitch. But, wow. uh, but speaking of fireball, back when we lived in Pennsylvania, there was one of our neighbors who legit, he only lived a couple houses down. Every time we would go to his house, he'd get the kids candy. And then he'd look at Kirsten and I and say, and it, it was legit fireball shot. Is that like a thing on Halloween? I didn't know. But I was like, yes, please continue. Let's so. do this. I guess so. Yeah, this is a good neighborhood. You walk around and several people were handing out beers and we've had like rummy, little rummy bears, like gummy bears that were like soaked all night, we had jello shots, all kinds of stuff. So it's. People get a little wild around here, but let's go back to what time it starts. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we were sitting talking about this. We're like, okay, we're gonna have dinner probably around like six. Cause it gets dark here. Central time where we're at in, in Tennessee, like six fifteen, six thirty, somewhere in there. We're like, cool. We'll probably head out around six fifteen, six thirty. Yeah. It was like five thirty. People were knocking on the door, which I'm fine with. We had candy out. It was fine. But we're like, Oh, we don't want to miss like the whole festivities, you know? Sure. So by the time we got out, it was probably six fifteen or six thirty. And by the time we were finishing at, you know, 738, there were several houses that had their bowl turned upside down because they were empty, you know? And I don't mm. I don't blame them for not having enough candy. It's just like they'd been going for two and a half hours already. That's true. So are we wrong that we started too late? Do you start it when no. it turns dark? Like, do you well, have a set time? Our neighborhood actually kind of has a start and a quote unquote end time. So it's said like eight in the morning. So we have a pretty big neighborhood. There are probably like 200 or so houses here. And they say it's like, all right, Halloween, it's trick or treating is from six to eight. Because here it gets dark, you know, seven fifteen. You can barely see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'd say people pretty much stuck to it. Uh, that you know, pretty much six o'clock. But then at six, it was like shotgun start. Yeah, everybody's out. Um. So yeah, it was basically by seven fifteen. It was almost a ghost town. Like the pun, I did that on the nice. fly. But uh, just because everyone's basically like it's too dark. Everyone's already hit everybody's houses already. So. So, yeah, but it's technically six to eight. Six okay, to eight. so that, that's a good idea. Coordinated effort. We should have done that. We should have thrown it up on the Facebook page or something. Although, so how about, I think it was like Wednesday of last week. All of a sudden, the, uh, the doorbell rings. It's like four o'clock. Kids are already home from school. And it's four kids, not dressed up. And they just go, trick or treat. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're here for some candy. I was like, I don't even have my candy yet. They're like, damn it. You're like the fifth house who said that. I'm like, well, you know, Halloween Sunday, like we're just getting an early start. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you what? know what? They're awesome. Yeah. That to you. So I saw them the next day and they're like, I'm like, how much candy do you get? We got three. Hey, more than zero. Well done. You could try that at any day of the year. In fact, it'd be a really good time to do it this week because That's there's, true. you know, every house is loaded with candy right now. So trying to get rid of it. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Let's get into some football today. We're going to cover the top stories from the weekend. We got our cheese segment, some blind resumes as well. And then we got some waiver wire folks to look at. We'll recap the Yahoo League as well. It was a big weekend. There's a lot of news going on here. We had some, not not a lot of injuries, but the ones we had were substantial. Substantial. I got to jump right in on my boy, D. Hen, the king. The king. Eric Henry. Ugh. Broken fifth metatarsal. Everyone here is trying to figure out what that is. And of <laughs> course, Googling could be, be season whatever. So um, I was familiar with this because I, I like have a weird biology memory from like high school days. I remember all the bones and all that. So like that's the long bones in your foot. The little tips are your, your tip toes or phalanges. Tarsals are your ankle bones. Metatarsal. I'm bones. so lost, but continue. The fifth metatarsal is going to be on his, his pinky toe, basically. But it's the long bone on your foot. So it's like the outside of your foot, that bone is broken. This actually happened to my wife at the end of last year. Oh, God. In a very similar fashion. She was running the ball 28 times. Yeah, obviously. Wear and tear. Heavy workload. Yeah, heavy, heavy workload. Work took a toll on her. Um, this thing for her specifically, and, and let me be very clear, Derek Henry, my wife, share almost nothing in common. Right? <laughs> they, they live in Tennessee. That's about it. All right. <laughs> but. For her, the thing just like didn't heal for months and months and months. It just sat there fractured and it would start feeling a little better. She could start walking around on stuff. It just didn't heal. Dude, don't damper Derrick Henry's spirits right now. He's listening and he's hearing about this injury. He doesn't want to hear that it took your wife over six months to heal. He doesn't want to hear that. She started walking around. She was fine. He's, (laughs) he's, I think he's going to pour some oil on it and get back to work next week. Cyborg. 
cyborg. Personally. Yeah. He, he's supposed to have surgery today. Um, God hoping that goes well. They're saying like, they're obviously early reports like us oh, season ending. I think what's, what's actually starting to narrow itself down is like what people are really thinking is like, it's probably regular season ending. Yeah. And could be longer. All right. So it's probably like eight to 12 weeks. Shortest possible will be like six weeks. I heard an orthopedic surgeon the other day. I was listening to him talk about this and he was like, listen, recovery could be six to eight weeks. You would be pushing it to get back on the field in six weeks. He's like, it's possible to heal in six weeks, but it, it would be pushing it. My I guess mean, he's, he's done for the regular season and they're, they're going to be in the playoffs, I think, because they just beat the Colts for the second time and that division's garbage. So they're probably going to yeah. get the four seed no matter what. There's a chance he could play, I think, in the playoffs. Ooh. Would you want to rush him back, though? I mean, clearly he should not be playing the regular season. Let's be honest. He is your franchise. He is your team. You do not want to rush him back when you don't need to. But then you got to look at it you, again. If you guys are the four seed, do you even want to rush him back for that? Do you maybe want to wait the first playoff game or heck even just say, you know what? We got to think of the future here. Should we not even push it even if we're in the playoffs? Well, you're looking at a wild card team that could be like the Ravens or the Bengals or something. And those are dangerous teams. Yeah, you need all hands on deck. I think if he is capable of playing that first round of the playoffs, I think he's going to want to play first okay. off. Well, yeah, he's going to he, want to play. But he's going to want in. But the word you just use, capable, I don't know if I'm really confident in capable if that might mortgage his future. All I keep thinking is your favorite movie, Friday Night Lights, Booby Miles on a tornado. It comes back in like two weeks. So I just don't want to see him pull a booby, man. I love booby miles. So here's the thing about this injury though. And another thing that I heard, which is like, if they did get him back early and he tried to play and it, it wasn't great or whatever, like I think the worst that could happen is it rebreaks it. And then you've got all off season to repair yeah. it again, which sounds like insensitive, but <laughs> like truth be told, he would then he'd have like months to, to rehab and like get it, get it right. Like I think it would be fine. Honestly. Yeah. Hey, my guess, my guess is that if he can play that first playoff game, if they, if they get there, which I think they will, if he can play in that game, my guess is he's going to give it a go because, and they're going to need him to. And honestly, like the Colts game, this happened like the first half. Yeah. He kept playing. Like you played through this, which is insane. <laughs> the pain tolerance. Cause you can't shoot it up and numb it. Cause he can't run on like a numb foot. It's like <laughs> the, the pain tolerance. Is just like, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Like insane. But even the fact that he was on the field was enough of a deterrent to open up the play action game. Sure. And that that's, that's the thing about like, he didn't have to get 175 yards every game to be, effective. but at least just to have that threat that he could he just, he's on the field. You never know kind of using yep. it as a, uh, a fake, yep. yeah. but we'll just have the uh, athletic training staff from the Titans, get in touch with your wife and go over a plan and we'll figure yeah. it out. She's got, uh, you know what? We still have a boot. It'd probably fit him. We've got yeah. the crutch. It'd probably fit him. Yeah, he, I mean, he can be fine. He can Actually, borrow whatever he needs. I bet the boot that was on your wife could maybe fit the pinky toe of his. <laughs> that would be about maybe. it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. What a freak. So anyway, that was super, super sad. Uh, they signed Adrian Peterson yesterday, which I think no one around here is super stoked about. Um, <laughs> listen, if anybody can come back at the age of 50 and, and tote the rock 20 <laughs> times a game, it's AP. The guy is a freak, but. I don't know. It looks like it's going to be some combination of him and Jeremy McNichols, who was like a decent little third down back right. uh, for the Titans. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, really sad news either way. Not good. There was a report that Kyler Murray, you saw in that last play of the game, kind of tweaked his ankle. We're not sure of the severity of it. I've heard some people say he could be out one to three weeks. There's a chance he could play. My guess is they would rest him a week and make sure he's totally healed. It's sure. on the uh, inside of his ankle, which is a little different than the ankle sprains you and I probably had growing up all the time so I, I think it because of his mobility he probably wants to make sure he gets right but um, they may be able to stabilize it for a game and he might be fine just keep an eye on that uh, we were all waiting on hearing about Dak this Dak. week that was the big news for Sunday Night Football they were playing some games out there <laughs> they were playing some games in the media about no this. kidding my god I think how about how about uh, Central Michigan alum Cooper Rush getting the start and the win man Central Cooper Michigan Rush. getting some well, love one of the more famous Central Michigan alums, but not nearly the most famous. <laughs> of course not. When you got Danny Lefevre and you got oh well, AB. good pull, man. Good pull with Danny Lefevre. Dude, I used to love watching Lefevre, man. That guy he was balled out. He balled it was, out. In college. Just real quick side story with Danny Lefevre. So I worked at Central when he was in his heyday, and uh, one of my coworkers at the time is Coach Bill Ferrara, uh, UF alum, went to Florida. Obviously, a huge Tebow guy. 
And he would get so pissed off when I would compare Lefevre to Tebow. But he's like, hey, man, Lefevre's putting up the same stats, running the ball, same rushing touchdowns, same passing touchdowns. I think, honestly, I can't remember. I need stat boy. But I think Lefevre broke Tebow's record for amount of like total yards and total touchdowns. So he, he, did. Just, he would always get so pissed. I'd say, Lefevre better than Tebow. There you go. Lefevre. He was a stud, man. He was a freak in college. I remember I was a little surprised he never really made it. I think he's yeah, coaching now. Yeah, too bad. But, uh, anyway, we digress. Uh, so Dak did not play. <laughs> Cooper Rush did play. Looked pretty good second half at least. I mean, he, hey. he was he was solid. Good enough to win the game and throw a game-winning touchdown, which was which was pretty wild. Minnesota looked bad. I guess Minnesota that's looked bad. maybe more importantly, Minnesota just did not look good. Um, I think yeah, Dak, tell me about it. I'll get into that later when yeah, I talk I about my team. I know. They're saying like Dak should be able to play this week, but at the same time, they've got Denver and Atlanta the next two weeks. If there's any hesitation after winning that game and Arizona's losing, like there's a chance they could set him. I don't know. I want him back. I think he's, I got him on a bunch of teams. I've got obviously have Amari Cooper and CD Lamb and a bunch of teams. Dalton yeah. Schultz was useless this week, and I don't know if oh, that's because God. of Cooper Rush or what, but I, so I, I'd like to see him back, but there's a chance that um, they just had to take it easy and make sure he's 100%. They've got Super Bowl aspirations, so they're not trying okay. to, to rush him back. Another quarterback goes down, James Winston, torn ACL, got kind Man. of horse collared. That was an ugly looking play. It was. Hated to see that because uh, he was playing pretty well, actually. They brought in Trevor Simeon, who was, I guess, their third quarterback, and he was, he looked sharp. I mean, the guy's yeah. been a starter before. He looked great. Um, I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think Taysom Hill is going to get that job as soon as he's healthy, and that seems to be sooner than later. There are some rumors about Cam Newton, and I'm just like, I don't, that would I don't not be a good idea. I don't know why you would. No. If you got Taysom Hill, Simeon looked serviceable. I don't know why you'd go after somebody like Cam, and no, I think Taysom would be good. So I feel I back and go well. Just, I know you're about to talk about Taysom, but I just yeah. kind of feel, I feel bad. I know we've been giving Jameis some crap this season just with being prepared and how he's been so up and down. But if you think about it, like he did it the right way. He went to New Orleans. He knew he was going to be the backup to Drew Brees. He needed to rebuild himself, get his image back, get you know get his mojo back and he did the right way. He sat for a year and then he got his opportunity. He won the job in camp and he was playing solid and you just feel bad for that. That's a, that's a bad way to go out. So sorry, Jameis, that sucks. Um, You just, you hate to see that. So I think like to your point, Jameis doesn't have like Jameis is not, he's Jameis is not a diva by any stretch. No, he's never been labeled that. I've never known him to be that just from watching interviews and I've seen him on, like documentaries and stuff like he seems like a really great guy. He he does have confidence, but don't mistake that for ego. Like, I think he's got a lot of confidence in himself. And I think that swagger is what's made him who he is as his personality. Mm-hmm. But he's humble too. he's humble enough to your point to sit for a year behind one of the greats of all time and wait his time and compete in a QB battle and never got salty or nasty about that. Nope. Um, I think by all accounts, he's been an incredible teammate and he's been a great uplifter in the locker room. So this hurt the team morale more than more than probably even the play, honestly, because Taysom Hill will be will be fine. Yeah, but um, you hate to see it to a guy like that who's uh, who's got a second shot and has been making the most of it. Um, I did dig up Taysom Hill stats from last year. I remember him being a starter for those four or five weeks because I had him. I had Breeze on one of my teams and I had to fill in with Taysom. He was really good as a starter. Yeah, Obviously, you get a lot of, get a lot of running out of him. Uh, he was three and one as a starter in the league. He had four rushing touchdowns, four passing touchdowns in those games. They were sort of staggered. It was like a two touchdown, two rushing touchdown game, two passing touchdown game, two rushing touchdown game, two passing touchdown yeah. game. Um, so very startable in fantasy. He had 26, 17, 25, and 21 points in standard scoring. So that's rock solid. Top 12-ish, probably mm-hmm. QB. That's totally serviceable. Yeah, I'd say that that's a waiver pickup. We'll, we'll get to him later uh camara if you remember it was weird he'd been catching like eight to ten balls a game with breeze last year mm-hmm. and it tanked when Taysom came in at least for the first three games they finally got him more targets in that fourth game i think and, and honestly this year his targets have been way down from last year anyway right. but i think i think they probably learned like you've got to get him involved especially with this receiving core i don't i wouldn't expect camara to to drop that much in his targets but something to keep in mind and we know Taysom can steal goal line work too on a yeah, running game. That will hurt Kamara's stock a little bit, but he's still top five running back. So let's not get too crazy. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, right before the game, the Philly and Detroit game, we found out Miles Sanders was just going to go on IR. So we thought he was, we knew he was going to miss the game. They, they went ahead and put him on IR. So he's out for three weeks, two more after this week. That's just par. And this was weird. That's just par. <laughs> Great. Was, Miles. Was, Great. Was weird, man. This was like, we all, I think everyone thought, or the buzz was around Kenneth Gainwell. Right. And we, you know, cause he'd been the number two to Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. When Miles Sanders got hurt, we talked about this last week, when he got hurt in that game, the second half, you saw a split between Boston Scott and Gainwell. So we thought, okay, you're probably going to see a split between Boston Scott and Gainwell. Yeah, and Gainwell no. will be a third down back. Instead, <laughs> Jordan Howard's fat ass comes in from, from practice, the practice squad. squad. They just elevated him from the practice squad. <laughs> he gets elevated and plops in for two touchdowns. And you're just like, what? I mean, Boston Scott having a good game? Okay, we, we sort of saw that coming. Jordan Howard, out of nowhere. I mean, it's out of nowhere. And see what happens, Philly, when you run the ball. See what can happen. Miles Sanders is better than all three of those guys. And if these guys are getting four touchdowns, imagine what Miles Sanders could do. He could have Uh, had seven by himself. Seven Four rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's probably more than they've had all year. Unless Jalen. I mean, Jalen's probably the only one that's got close to that. So uh, they did run the ball. I I guess that was good. They trounced the Lions. Yikes. That was a great pick by me. We'll talk about that (laughs) next episode. Uh, other injuries, James Robinson left in the first quarter with a bruised heel. They're saying, thankfully it wasn't too serious. So we think he'll be back. He may miss a week. If he does, Carlos Hyde is the guy he'll take on lead, lead back duties. They're playing Buffalo may not want to go there. T.Y. Hilton, uh, banged up during the Titans game, hit his head pretty hard on the turf. It says a concussion, but he's just coming back from a neck injury. So I don't know. That could could be more complications. His upper half. Let's just say shoulders up injury. (laughs) Shoulders up injury. Uh, thankfully, Michael Pittman is a monster. Gronk came back probably a week Man. too early. Yeah, he left, he left really early with back spasms. He shouldn't probably have come committed. in. He shouldn't have come in before the bye week. That was kind of dumb. Arian said he was begging him to get on the field, and they let him. And then he this happens, you know. Yeah. But he's had back issues in the past too. So yes, hopefully he'll he'll rest up and be fine. Uh, Robert Tunyon tore his ACL on Thursday night football. He's done for the year. Um, for what it's worth, Mercedes Lewis is the next man up there. I don't know. Tight ends a wasteland might be worth looking at, but did you see that Mercedes Lewis non catch though? I mean, he caught the ball, but I think his foot had just touched out of bounds at the back of the end zone. It was like a one handed reaching back Mercedes Lewis, man. When he was in Jacksonville, all he did was catch touchdowns. I liked him. Uh, He's a little, he's like 75 now, but he can still catch that ball. True. He's tall. He is big. And then uh, this Chris Carson news is so oh, weird, I, man. Chris Carson. <laughs> so like, okay. So Pete Carroll in one, in one medium said something to the effect of he could miss the remainder of the season with his neck injury. He's like, it's not out of the question. He can miss the whole season. And then like turns right around and says, Oh, he's trying to get to practice next week. <laughs> like, okay. I, I, I have no know. idea what to expect on that. No clue. Hang on to Alex Collins. If you got him, <laughs> there's, no, there's no telling what's going to happen here, but keep monitoring, I guess. Other news, um, Calvin Ridley, this this sucks, man. He missed he's missed two of the last three games with uh, some personal issues he's dealing with. The one thing I'd say about this, like I'm not I'm not a psychologist to opine on what's what he's dealing with, or I'm not judging him either way. Don't be the guy who's like shouting down a player who who decides he needs to take a break from the NFL or something. Like, don't yeah, be that yeah. person, right? Just don't be that person. These people have real lives just like we do. Yeah, they make millions of dollars and you think that makes their life better, but it, it's they have the same kinds of difficulties we do. Just leave, leave the guy alone. All right. He'll be back when he wants to be back. If he wants to be back and you'll be happy to have him if he does. And if he doesn't, that's his decision too. just mm-hmm. leave the dude alone. Uh, moving on. How about my boy, Justin Fields? How, well, first of all, you remember you're officially off the bandwagon, so you can't <laughs> say your boy anymore. Damn it. <laughs> Maybe that's all it took. Maybe that's all it took. I was doing that for him. You did. You know, you just took that. You jumped on the grenade for him. So well I got done. you fields. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, that run. That that touchdown run was something else. You thought he was down in the backfield a couple times, and then he just he snakes out of it, gets down. It's telling you, man, it's the fact that Matt Nagy is not on that sideline. It's the best thing that could have happened to him. They legit need to keep him in the hospital. Like they need to be <laughs> like, you know what? We've got some more tests we we gotta run. This saw, saw an anomaly, something yep. something weird. Let's probably probably best for you to stay here for a while. And not be able to talk or say anything. At yeah, all. you know what the phone's got uh it's it's radiation, so yeah, uh, you can't <laughs> talk to anybody either. So sorry. Don't worry, they got you covered. They got him. But yeah, he uh, finally got to run it. Ten for hundred and three and that touchdown. I mean 
They yeah. lost the game still, but they they're finally showing some flashes of what he can do. Again, I'm yeah. still not a fan. You're trying to get back on that wagon, but you're off it right now. Just saying. I'm not. You know, well, I'm not telling anybody. I'm I'm getting on the wagon. That's just going to be our little secret. All right. Okay. So, got it. Don't tell Justin. I might well. be. You might be trying to sneak back on there. And I thought this was crazy, man. I was looking at this in the Sunday night game. Five of the top ten quarterbacks heading into Monday night football, and pretty certain Monday night football didn't produce a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> uh, five of the top 10 guys were free agents. We're like almost no names. You got Mike white coming out of nowhere to beat the Bengals for Screw the Jets. You, Mike I mean, white. Holy, holy cow. Justin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Davis mills. All five of those guys were top 10 quarterbacks this week. Cooper rush number 12 in our league. At least I mean, <laughs> how wild is that? That is wild. I mean, but that's cool too. The fact that, you know, as we always say in the NFL, give a guy an opportunity to make the most out of it. That's what they keep saying about Mike White now. And they're saying, oh, is Zach Wilson not the guy? Is it Mike White's team now to lose? So that's, yeah, it's kind of cool. I can tell you, people are all been out of shape about that argument. Oh and I was gosh. listening to Greeny yesterday, who is a Jets fan. And he had another yes. Jets fan on there. They were talking about it a bunch. And it's like, all been out of shape. Like, I really want, I really want our first round pick, Zach Wilson, to be our guy. And I'm like, you know what? I'd be happy with either one of them being the guy, honestly. You just be, just you just that. need a guy. I just need Jets a guy. Someone. Had one of those since Brett Favre came there for his like third team. All right. So like, <laughs> just chill out. Um, and in the same vein, eight of the nine <laughs> top 12 tight ends were also free agents. Listen to yeah. these guys. All right. Ugh, I don't you've want heard, to. You've probably only heard of a couple of these. All right. So we got Dan Arnold, Pat Firemuth called that. Revan Jordan, Jesse James, Jeff Swaim, Tyler Conklin, Jordan Akins, Tyler Croft, Ew. Jack Doyle. Ew. Doyle rules, though. <laughs> oh, Doyle does rule. Who on all these, right? Two, two Penn Staters in there. Fryer Ruth and Jesse James. Both in the lines. Both spent some time with Pittsburgh as well. Yes, that's true. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was a wasteland. Tight end Ugh. just blew. Tight end is so gross. Blew hard. And Kelsey didn't have a good game either last no, night. No, he so. was awful. I mean, yikes. So there it is for the NFL. One last one last thing to point out here. Shout out to our Demon Deacons. Wake Forest, first ever top 10 ranking. Get you some of that. First time in school history, 8 and 0. Look Those out. Deeks. The Deeks. Heading to Chapel Hill this weekend. How you feel about that one? Just think if we still had former Deke great Kenneth Walker III. Yes, everyone, everyone who knows his name, he was at Wake Forest first before Michigan State's Kenneth Walker. We miss they, you. Yeah, they make, they make sure to mention that every single time he touches <laughs> the ball. Every time he touches it, they're like, and former Wake Forest transfer Kenneth Walker runs for six yards. I'm like, that's not like part of his name. Did he like <laughs> change his name to Wake Forest transfer Kenneth Walker III? Yeah, he is freaking balling out, dude. That's legit Heisman contender right there. And oh, yeah. It okay. kind of sucks to see it, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, anyway, we're heading to Chapel Hill. Take on the Tar Holes. Let's go, Deeks. Go, Deeks. What do you say we get into some cheese segment here? Let's fold, spread, and cut it. Let's do it. Reminder here, spreading the cheese means we like these players. We're buying it. Folding in the cheese means we're not really sure yet. Would like to see some more. Cutting the cheese means I'm out. Don't want any part of this guy. So I'm going to so, shoot it to you first. No, 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 my friend. I'm shooting it to you first because Damn this it. is your team. <laughs> so we have Adrian Peterson joining your Tennessee Titans. How are you Ugh. feeling about AP? Listen, he's a starting running back. He's going to get first and second down work on a heavy play action team. That's got AJ Brown who has to keep a defense honest. I guess I got to fold in the cheese. I can't, I'm not cutting this. I, I can't totally poo poo it. I'm not stoked. Honestly, personally, Really hope they were going to go after Melvin Gordon. I thought that would have been a good target for them. Oh wow! Okay. And I would have been all about that. Um, so, and maybe they maybe they still will today by four o'clock today. They got a shot at trade deadline. <laughs> maybe they'll make it happen. They're going to trade Adrian Peterson for him. It's going to yes, be perfect. <laughs> trade into Denver. <laughs> we'll trade you straight up. Um, so anyway, I I think AP is going to have some usage and he can definitely get touchdowns. So you can't totally cut the guy. I would expect he's going to get between forty and seventy yards per game and a touchdown every other game maybe something like that is my expectation i'm folding in the cheese maybe leaning towards spreading it if you need a starting running back if you just need somebody in your flex because i think he'll be startable a decent amount yeah i mean i'm going to defer to you for most of the the titan breakdown you know this team way better but as you said he's a starter and anytime you get a starting running back in a fantasy league that's something that's worth noting and something to at least have on your bench. So I, I too, am going to fold on him. Uh, you know, in his time as Detroit, when he wasn't really splitting time, he was 
serviceable. And that was only a year or two ago. He would get you touchdowns. He could get you about 10 to 12 points, maybe even up to 15 a game. So, you know what? Fold him. If you can get him, get him and have him on your bench. Wait to see what he can do. And then if he starts blowing it up, start him. Start him. Here we go. Maybe he's got take a year off. He's got an extra fresh legs, you know, got yeah. that jolt back. <laughs> he's only, he, we only need him for like eight games and he knows exactly. it. So he's like, here we go. Just Half give, a it, season. give it all I got. I can do this. I can do it. All right. I'm going to kick this one back to you. We've talked with this guy a lot. Yeah. But I thought it's worth mentioning again. Brandon Ayuk had seven targets yesterday. Four catches. I'm sorry, on Sunday, four catches for 45 yards. He caught a two point conversion. Some touchdown pass hit him right in the chest. Any any interest in changing no. from cutting the cheese no. to anything higher? No, I'm still cutting this guy. I'm sorry. He okay, great. You had seven targets this one game in the in the ninth game or eighth game of the season. Hooray! I mean, you're still in the doghouse. Kittle's going to be coming back, so there goes a lot more of those target possibilities. I'm sorry, hey, you're you're done. You've waited too long to finally do something, and even that's not that great. As you said, he dropped one, and he had seven targets. Like, no, you're cut. Don't. Not even worth it for me. Here are the two things I will say to counter that. Okay, Number one, ahead. schedule the rest of the year. I'm just looking in the Yahoo app, which I prefer on my phone to the computer because it, it gives you the green or red or gray yep. matchups. You know, yep. I like that. Rest of the season, after their, after their bye, everything is either green or gray. And their bye was week six. Everything is green or gray. Okay, so schedule doesn't concern you all right so take that out of the equation which is not something you have to worry about a guy who's not even getting on the field but let's say he were to get back on the field pretty good schedule there was some talk from shanahan about him showing some of the things they'd seen last year that showed his professionalism whatever like he's maybe he's working his way out of the doghouse i don't know if he is and this is not the most inspiring performance and to your point kittle's coming back there go a bunch of target share I'm folding the cheese on this guy, though, because we saw it last year and we know the talent's there. The only issue was this weird lack of professionalism thing. And it's going to take some time, obviously, to get back out of that doghouse. But it sounds like he's at least kind of working in the right direction. Great. Kind of working in the right direction. It's a week eight coming to week nine. You're kind of working in the right direction. He's got nine more weeks and... He, if he's a guy that you're stashing, you know, with like upside, right? If you're at this point, like your your bench is like upside stash players. Why not? You know, why not take a shot? I don't know. Okay. I, it's an encouraging sign. It was an encouraging game from him. I'm not putting him in my starting lineup. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> if this trend is a trend and not a blip on the radar, guy could be really solid for you down the stretch. Just saying. Okay. All right. So you're folding on Brandon Ayuk. Fine. Uh, now, here's an interesting one. We got the Houston backfield. Obviously, Mark Ingram was traded away. Uh, but then this game was kind of weird. First of all, they obviously didn't get to run that much. They were down 38 to nothing to the Rams. But when they did, who was it? It was Rex Burkhead. It wasn't Phil Lindsay. It wasn't David Johnson. Rex Burkhead. We all love him here in Patriot Nation. What do you think about the Houston backfield? <laughs> I'm cutting this whole damn thing. (laughs) There are four running backs back here, right? It was Rex Burkett and Scotty Phillips, whoever the hell that is. They both had eight touches apiece. Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, three touches apiece. I mean, what the hell? Like, I don't know. This is some Belichick stuff. This is just nuts. Yeah, it's gross. I I mean, if you haven't cut the Houston backfield before, even with Mark Ingram, you're cutting it now. As you said, it's gross. I mean, Scotty Phillips, you mean you don't know the old Miss product? Come on, man. I just Googled it. Sorry, I just had to pull that out. (laughs) There's no way you know that either. (laughs) He's my guy. He's my Uh, guy. No, you're cutting the Houston backfield. If they're going to be digging 38 to nothing holds, they ain't going to be running the ball, and they ain't going to be running successfully or or consistently. So They sort of, like, in a weird way, they sort of pulled a Lions versus Niners comeback. They did. They got some garbage (laughs) It's kind of weird. But they kind of started coming back, and the Rams were like, "Oh, uh, we already put, we already sent Stafford like back." Yeah, home. he's actually already home. So his house. <laughs> we're on to week uh, nine. The only reason I even bring this one up is because David Johnson was getting some hype. And right, it's like, oh, Ingram's going. Oh, Johnson's it's the his guy. Backfield. Right? No, no. Uh-uh. All right. All right. How about Justin Fields? Did they <laughs> unlock something here, or is this is is he going to get naggy the rest of the year? 
I mean, again, you know my stance on Justin Fields. I'm cutting him. I am not Come keeping on. this guy on my team. Yes, did Fine. he? Uh, don't get me wrong. That touchdown run was great, but the reason why is because he had to. That they, the Fortnite's were in that backfield. He had to make something out of nothing, and he did. That's a that's a testament to what he can do. But that's not going to be every. That's not consistent. So yeah, a good sign. No, it's not a good sign if you're running for your damn life <laughs> and you're able to escape by the chin, hair and chinny chin chin. But. Um, so no, I'm not cutting Justin. I mean, I'm not keeping him. He's cutting for me. Uh, no, you're done. Get out of here. I am contractually Plus. obligated to not weigh in on this one, so I'm not <laughs> weak. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to jinx the guy anymore. Let's don't just move make, on. Don't make me uh, rig up the uh, dock with electricity and you step on it because you won't talk about <laughs> Justin Fields. So I've been laundering money in a mausoleum, so you can leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to blind resumes. What do you say? I love them. Let's do it. I got some fun ones for you today. There's okay. a little bit of a different twist, so I'm excited Ooh. to see if you uh, what you think about it. Are I think when co- we go first, are they coaching resumes? They are coaching resumes. <laughs> this coach has gone for it on fourth down three times. <laughs> Actually, I literally just thought of that. I think I might do that next week. I'm going to throw okay. a coaching resume. Damn you! You would yes. do that. I can name like ten of the coaches in the NFL. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um. This so, coach can chug 10 beers. Mike Rabel, yes. Got Mike it. Rabel, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Did it with him. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go first, and we'll, we'll alternate here. So right. this, these guys are both wide receivers, and Ooh. I'm just looking at the last four weeks. Oh, wrinkles. Oh, yeah, I like okay. this wrinkle. Interesting. Because okay? otherwise, we're kind of just kind of hitting the same people every time. I like it. That's a good idea. And we may have even done one of these guys before. But anyway, last four weeks, wide receiver A has okay. 26 targets. 16 catches, 264 yards, and six touchdowns. Holy sh- Last four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last four weeks. Okay. 79.4 fantasy points. Okay. Wide receiver B, 29 targets, 22 catches, 315 yards, four touchdowns, 78.8 fantasy points. Wow. So A is getting more yards per catch, relatively the same amount of targets, but damn, six touchdowns. Wow. I feel like I'm just going to go on a limb. Is is wide receiver A Mike Evans? Yes. It's only the old it's cuz that's six and he had that three touchdown game. It was a three so touchdown I, game. Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit." But man, I wonder yep. who B is. Um I mean, I know Mike Evans. I I got Tom Brady, but not taking that into account. I mean, I like the catch rate on B. I mean, that you're you're doing well either way. But just since I guess Mike Evans, I'll go Mike Evans. I'm curious to see yeah. who B is. B is Michael Pittman. Ooh, who has been nice. balling out, right? He has. Oh. And Evans, uh, Evans was taken 33rd overall in our draft. Pittman was 94th. Yeah, and they're sitting up less than a point apart in the last four weeks. I like that. And if you were to ask, like, who would you who would you like rest of the season? This is a think a tough. That's question, a toss up. Yeah. That's a toss up because Evans is getting is getting the shadow coverage whenever the team's on him, you know. And he got one pass Lattimore this week, but he's getting number one coverage, and they've yeah. got a lot more weapons to go to in Tampa. Um, and I'm loving Pittman, man. I'm all about it. Yeah, you are. Uh, so how about Mike Evans? Currently has a career total of 69 touchdowns, which made Rob Gronkowski very happy. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk probably went nuts on that. <laughs> All right. I like that for last four weeks. Okay. Well, we'll stick with wide receivers since you did yours. <clears throat> okay. You ready? So this ready. is season. This is season. Okay. All right. So wide receiver a has 62 targets for 40 receptions and 579 yards for two touchdowns. Wide receiver B has 65 targets, only three more, 42 receptions for 503 yards and three touchdowns. Hmm. Who you like? Yeah, not a lot different here, you know? Oh, I mean, you've got more yardage on, on A and more yardage per catch. Slightly better, well, not even a better catch rate, I don't think. Probably around the same. Around the same. Uh, one more touchdown for B. This is a real toss-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it before. I think I'd probably go with the yardage if all things else are equal. If you're looking at yardage or touchdowns, I'm probably going yardage. Sure. A little more predictable. And um, through eight weeks, I'd say that's a little more consistent. But that's a good one. Give me wide receiver A. So wide receiver A, you, I guess you're going to be making a trade here soon with me, is Cortland Sutton. Oh. Yep. And wide receiver B, Stephon Diggs. 
Yikes, man. Yeah. Diggs has been so pedestrian this year. He really has. You know, Diggs was a 13th pick and I got Sutton at 82. Um, Jeez. And I think Sutton had one, has one more. I didn't give you the point totals for a reason. And it's just, he only has like one more point than Diggs. Yeah. So that is kind of wild. I mean, I think Diggs has been totally solid. Just not, yeah, it's just, you know, just not great. He's not he doing what like, he did last year. Granted, I mean, he kind of yeah. came out of nowhere, not nowhere, but no one expected him to do what he did last year, his first year in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of taken a step back, but it's not like bad. It's just solid. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Okay. Good one. All right. I'm going to go back to uh, another last four weeks for you. These are running backs. Okay. Right? Ready. So running back A has 57 carries. 194 yards and two touchdowns, 14 catches, 124 yards and another touchdown, Hmm. 63.8 points. Running back B, 48 carries, 257 yards, one touchdown, 20 catches, 111 yards, one touchdown. Wow. 69, 69.8 points. So five more points for that one, but. So he's gotten a few, a few fewer carries, but a lot more yards. Wow, more receptions for not as many yards. I like B just because of the amount of yards he's getting. He's making the most out of his running, out of his rushes. Uh, more catches, albeit for fewer yards. But I like the fact that still getting a point per reception. So they're looking for him out of the backfield. That's five catches a game. Yeah, I'm going B, man. The one thing that concerns me with B is the one rushing touchdown, right? In That's four true. Games. I mean, it's but A only point. had A only had two. I only had two. Yep. So th- this was interesting, and, and I have an extra point on this one too. Uh, running back A is Devontae Booker for the <laughs> Giants, filling yeah. in for Saquon. All right. Yeah. Running back B is Aaron Jones. Wow. Right. So he was the 11th overall pick in our <laughs> yeah. draft, and Devontae Booker obviously undrafted. The interesting thing I found is if you go to half point scoring, half yep. point PPR, which is Yahoo's standard is half oh, point it's, PPR. It's probably flipped, isn't it? These guys, uh, Aaron Jones has 58.8 points and Booker has 56.8. Wow. And they are running backs 11 and 12 over the last four weeks. Hmm. And in our PPR scoring, Aaron Jones is running back eight and Devontae Booker is running back 12. So you're, you're not that far off. I mean, it's no just kidding. been like I've, and I'm not shocked by the yardage either. Like, Devontae Booker seems like he hasn't been playing that well, but he's getting it done enough, enough. To, be start, to certainly be startable and be he's a back end RB one, if not RB two, last four weeks, right? I mean RB twelve last yeah. four weeks. Yeah, last four weeks. You're right, hundred percent. It's kind of wild. wild. That is wild. Yikes. Well, phew. Got to keep Aaron Jones for now. <laughs> you don't have to make the trade. Just don't yet. Have to make the trade. Uh, okay. Sticking with running backs, and again, I I stuck with the whole season, but I like your I do like that wrinkle. All right, here's running back A. If I can read my writing, has 137 rushes for 572 yards with five rushing touchdowns. Has 21 targets for 17 receptions, 148 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. So that's running back A. Running back B has 110 rushes. For 507 yards, five rushing touchdowns as well. 24 targets, 16 catches, 141 yards, and also two receiving touchdowns. Man, you found guys like right next to each other here. That's some good work. Thank you. Good sleuthing. Do my research. I do my research. Okay, so um, this decision is, again, these are such toss-ups that... I think it's easy for me to say I'm going to go with the guy who's got 27 more carries and 65 more rushing yards, three less targets, but one more catch about the same receiving yards, same touchdowns all around. I got to go with running back a, but I'm really curious to hear who these guys end up being. (laughs) (laughs) So running back B is Daryl Henderson jr. Of the Rams. Okay. And running back a is your boy and mine, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. I was actually all, all those touchdowns from two games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was actually surprised at the amount that he actually has. I didn't think he was doing as well as he is. Um, so Mixon was picked 18th and Henderson was picked 58th and Mixon only has uh, eight more points than him. So, yeah. So you can, I mean, you see the running efficiency differences too, though. Like, yeah, you're talking about five yards a carry, like 4.8 or something for Henderson and more like four and a half ish for Mixon. 
it's not a huge difference, but like over over a season that that adds up. It does. I would have thought Henderson has been much more explosive. I mean, he's been a a, a better play typically, but those are the same number of games too. Yep, same number. Hmm. So just not running the ball that much in uh, in LA. Yeah, it's just kind of well. I guess to to his credit, Henderson was gimpy for one and a half ish games. He still played them all, but he was gimpy. Yeah. Uh, when they had, it's like, oh, good thing they got Sony Michelle. Not get out of here with that. Yeah, <laughs> get out. Nice. Okay. Well done. Well done on the blind uh, resumes. No, I like what you did there. A little, little, a little twist. Tip oh, of the cap. I was going to say, if I was wearing a hat, hello, sir. There you go. Drinks on me at the Blue Cat uh, <laughs> after after this. All right, let's hit up some waiver wire targets. So we got a lot this week, actually. We've had a, a grim waiver wire last couple weeks. We got yeah. some people you need to be looking at this week. And again, use your discretion on if you have to use a waiver claim on these people. I'll try and give you some guidance on that, but every league's different. All right. So a quarterback, Taysom Hill, is going to be the hot commodity, all right? He, I think, is worth a waiver claim if you are QB desperate. So QB desperate could be you got Russell Wilson out a couple more weeks and you're not sure exactly when he's going to come back and you need somebody to fill in. If you want to make that move, go for it. If you had Jameis as your starter for some reason and didn't have a backup, go for it. If you're overly worried about Tannehill with Henry being gone, you haven't seen a ton out of him anyway. Maybe you're hesitant. You want to insulate your team a little bit. Go for it. That may be it. You know, because I don't think like a bye week fill in. I don't think you need to use a waiver claim. Nah, so if you got Brady week. on a bye, you're not being like, I got a waiver claim Taysom Hill. You just don't need to do that. Yeah, there'll be somebody left over. So can um, I can I tell you an, an oopsie I did last week? Yeah. <laughs> so. uh Shoot, oh, I saw that? your oopsie. Yeah, you saw. I saw an oopsie. oopsie. Yeah. So I had oh, because that's right. I talked about it a little bit. So I had the third waiver spot. So I was like, okay, only two people in front of me. I was trying to get, which actually ended up being good for me. I was trying to get Gainwell because I had yep. Sanders and I was trying to get him. But I had also put in as my second. I I need to pick up a quarterback because Brady's on by this coming week. So I was like, oh, I'll put that in now just to get him and just so I know I, I have my guy. So I was expecting I was going to get Gainwell, and then my quarterback would just be a normal pickup. Oopsie, I didn't get Gainwell, so it just went to me picking up a quarterback and losing my waiver priority. So I dropped all the way back. I was like, son of a damn it. You lost your three-waiver priority for Carson Wentz. For Carson Wentz, of all people. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to name drop him, but I had you did it. Thanks, buddy. I got you. (laughs) Yeah, so the guy with Tom Brady, who will literally never start Carson Wentz unless Tom Brady dies of old age this season. Yep. Has now used a waiver claim on Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson that, was, Wentz. that was a mistake. I was like, Don't be oh, that guy. I was that guy for a week. Damn Don't be it. Other quarterbacks to look at. Uh, again, if it's just bi-week fill-ins, there's, there should be plenty of options, but Justin Fields could be someone to look at again. Wouldn't use a waiver on him, uh, but someone in your league might. And then Mike White, Mike big White. gunslinger, Mike New White. Ho- New franchise quarterback in New, New York. Fr- <laughs> New franchise quarterback. He's got the Colts on Thursday Night Football this week. Um, he's slinging it. We told you he could sling it. I mean, we told you that that might be an outcome. I didn't expect this, but... Carson Wentz is going to outshine him. You just watch. <laughs> you got I can't this, wait till, Carson. I can't wait till Mike White obliterates Carson Wentz and you <laughs> use the waiver claim on him. Um, so again, probably don't need a waiver, but if you do, then those are the names to look at. Running backs. So these are guys I would use waivers on. So Boston Scott, I think, is your number one pickup um, for at least the next couple of weeks. And you could argue Adrian Peterson instead of him. I could go either way. I just think AP is going to be splitting work and won't get many receptions. In a PPR, full PPR league, Boston Scott looked pretty good to me. I'd, I'd choose him over Jordan Howard. I, I don't think I'd honestly would touch Jordan Howard no. personally. Um, AP, again, he's going to have it rest of the season. So we think and expect he'll be the first and second down back and Jeremy McNichols will be third down, but we don't know for sure until we see it. So McNichols could have more of a role than expected. They could be a, a true timeshare. I don't really know for sure. So who would you go between those two? If you have number one waiver priority, you going for AP or Jeremy McNichols? Probably depends on what you need. So if you need, I need a flex. Um, so if you're, but if you're full PPR and you need a flex because you have a guy injured, who's coming back in a couple weeks. I'd probably go with McNichols because it could take a couple weeks for Peterson to really get going, you know? Okay. Um, if you need him rest of season, AP's got the touchdown equity, I'd say, over McNichols. But 
Hey, hard to say until you see it. Honestly, hard That's to say true. until you see it. They That's like true. me nickels, but they they he's not been great if they've like trusted him with a workload. Like they they've right. tried he's to sign him every, in like, he's not in every they, down back. He's not gonna get that workload. So you're right. They've um, tried to put him in like every third or fourth series a few times, and it just doesn't look the same. Just not right, you yeah. know? And the way the offense is built, it's just not it right. right. So listen, nobody's Derrick Henry, but Anyway, um, one person you don't want to worry about is Darrington Evans, who they drafted out of App State a couple years ago. He's been put on IR for the second time now, so he's done. He's not coming back. That's a true Titans fan right there. Who knows there that? You <laughs> there you go. Uh, and the other name here, so I, I did add McNichols in here as well, who's worth worth a speculative ad, and you don't know what's going to happen there. But uh, the other name here is Carlos Hyde. If you have James Robinson, you need a guy for this week specifically. It looks like it'll probably just be a one-week injury. Otherwise, if, if you have Robinson, I think you need him as a handcuff, you know, because something like this could could flare up. He could hurt it more if he goes back out there. So good to have Carlos Hyde anyway. Shouldn't have to use a waiver claim on him, but if a bye week desperate team needs a flex play this week, they're going to be looking at Hyde. So just take a look at your league. Can we just talk about, I know the Jaguars are one in six or one in five, but was there a more disappointing effort from a one in five team than the Jaguars did this past week? I mean, I know they suck, but... I honestly Dude, had, had hopes for that. I, I, thought, I had better hopes, yeah. Right? And especially, Jay, I, I know he got hurt, but had big things. For, Robinson's been playing so well. But yeah, talk about a disappointing of a one in six team. Disappointing. I know. Effort. As weird as that sounds. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Lions were. <laughs> that, they had, that's they right had up been, there, too. They <laughs> scrappy, and they just completely shit the bed. So, But to their know. credit, they still don't have a win. So, you know, that's True. why the Jaguars had like a 0.5 higher expectation. Houston. I mean, honestly, there were some pretty bad performances. Um, wide receivers. So Devontae Parker quietly came back this week from an yeah, injury and had 11 targets. Looked pretty good. Two is still slinging it. So uh, he and, and Waddle have been the guys. Will Fuller still uh, at least another week out from coming back, it looks like. So uh, Parker has been solid. If you mm-hmm. need some wide receiver help, he's worth a look. I mentioned him, I think, last week. Rashad Bateman. Uh, they were on The Ravens were on by this past week, so you didn't get to see him. But second half flyer, if you want a guy that you just kind of stash on your bench, like we talked about. With Ayuk, I mean, he's someone that I think is worth stashing just to see what happens. Sure. Maybe it doesn't turn into anything. Maybe it does. Uh, but it, again, that's what that's what Flyers are all about. Here's a name that's been kind of cropping up recently that I didn't really know much about, but Jamal Agnew in Jacksonville yeah. has quietly taken over LaVisca Chenault's role for the most part. So in the, the last way. three games... <laughs> Well done with his name. You just you just rolled that right off. Lavishka Chenault. Well done. We're we're great friends. So <laughs> last three games, uh, Agnew's got seven targets, six targets, and twelve, and double digit points in each. So I don't know. He's potentially startable as a desperation flex. I'd say if you need some help, he's he's not gonna. You're not gonna need to waiver on him. I don't think because no one knows who he is. So nope. they will just now. Snag him on Wednesday, and. Stash him on your bench or throw him this week. If you need somebody, if you got Godwin or, or AB or Evans or somebody on a, on a buy, might be worth looking at. And then Ayuk, again, I, I will say Ayuk is worth a stash. Again, stash. shouldn't have to put a waiver on him because I think everyone knows the story and they're kind of out on him. I think he's worth a stash if you have extra space and you're you're rostering somebody like I, I like Devin Singletary in a league, and I'm like, I'm just not gonna use Devin Singletary. Okay, yeah. just don't damn need it. Him. I have him. Thanks. <laughs> he's my number two running back. <laughs> <laughs> he's number one right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at tight end, we don't usually advocate for uh, waivers here, but Friermuth, look Fryer out. Move. He's got something going there. Seven targets in consecutive games. He's the number one tight end in Pittsburgh. Ebron's banged up. Since Juju went down, seven targets both games. This nice touch. Could be a top, he could be a top 10 tight end. And that was a good touchdown grab, too. Did you see that? Yeah. In I the saw back of the end zone. Awesome. Yeah. It. That was good. Yeah. He's, big body. he's good, man. Big, big body. body, good hands. Ben has had a history of tight ends with Heath Miller. And then, of course, you had Jesse James and Vance McDonald. Yeah. You had a bunch of guys that have been through there that have had some success. If this guy's got the hands, we know he's athletic. He's big. I like it. Do it. And then um, Dan Arnold, Jacksonville was in love with this guy when they got him in that trade with Carolina. Get off Jacksonville. I'm just saying. <laughs> One thing you know about uh, quarterbacks is they love – a reliable target over the middle, right? Young quarterbacks. And so Dan Arnold is a big body again, tight end, midseason acquisition, 23 targets in the last three games, double-digit points in two of the three. Solid floor if you're struggling at tight end, and God knows most of us are. So, again, not a waiver, but could be someone that if you, if you lost your guy for the season or, I don't know, if you're just tired of trotting out Ricky <laughs> Jones at this point, whatever Which I am now. Yeah, so... Too bad I picked up Fryermuth in our league, right? <laughs> hey, but you have mentioned a Jaguar as a running back, a Jaguar on wide receiver, and a Jaguar in the tight end position. 
Jags, they're surging. They're surging. <laughs> they're surging with that, coming off that 31 to 7 loss, surging. Yeah. Second half of the season, they're going to own it. Out. Just, just watch, watch out. out. Listen, we've seen it with the Jaguars specifically and Blake Bortles. Shitty teams can produce <laughs> decent fantasy players. You know it's true. Okay, real quick side note because we're talking about the Jaguars. Do you ever watch the show The Good Place? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember watching like season one when it was first coming out, and then I didn't watch it again forever. Same. I just yeah, I forgot and just didn't. And now I'm binging it again because I was like, oh, you know what? That was a good show. I'm going to watch it. Freaking, um, what's the the fake Jason? Jason in, on the show, uh, the fake Buddhist monk who thinks he has to be said he's a Buddhist monk is from Jacksonville and is always talking about the Jaguars as the best team ever. And he, he just keeps referencing dropping Blake Bortles. Like, this is amazing. First of all, the fact that they're just in on the, the show, cha- in the show. He just, oh my gosh. And so there's one test he has to do where um, he's like, whether he's going to the good place or the bad place. And so like, Jason, your one test is you must play Madden. And he's like, yes, but you had to play against your favorite team, the Jaguars. He's like, no, not Blake Bortles, <laughs> the best player ever. <laughs> so, That's and actually, coinc- ironically enough, uh, the team he had to play as were your Tennessee Titans. So it's kind of funny. Boom. And they crushed him because the Titans always crush their Jaguars. So <laughs> that, that is interesting that Blake Bortles is getting that much play. <laughs> so much. He TV gets named right? so much in that show. It's amazing. <laughs> This is fantastic. What a career for that guy. He's probably getting royalties <laughs> and all kinds of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're done with the uh, waivers there. Get your picks in. Fix your team. We got more bye weeks this week. Second half of the season's coming. Let's go. Yahoo League recap. Let's do it. Let's go for it. So my team crushed it again. Highest point you total did. this week. You are. I'm cruising. Fire. I'm on a roll right now. You know, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Debo, Godwin, Pittman. All balled out. I'm talking mm-hmm. 25 points plus each. So good week for my crew. I'm, I'm working my team. I've got injuries. I've got people I'm stashing and picking up new people. And like I'm putting new you people got, in. I got my weeks, all that. I'm, I'm working it. Let's do it. Trading, you're trading your depth to get some upgrades. I like it. You just got yep. Zeke. Well done. Yep. So no, you're, you're rolling. I got nothing bad to say about your team. I was coming off a two game winning streak. I was feeling good coming into this week. Cause he, uh, he had Devontae Adams on the COVID list, so I was feeling good. Tom Brady balled out even when he lost. A.J. Brown continues his hot streaks. So I was like, this yep. is looking great. Yeah. Uh, and then you know what happened? DeAndre Hopkins had a dud on Thursday. Cortland Sutton had a dud. Leonard Fournette, dead. So all of a sudden, I start going down. But here's the thing. I was in it. His team wasn't doing much. So we didn't have anybody Monday night. Going into Sunday night, I'm up by 20. And he has Kirk Cousins, and he's got Amari Cooper. And I had Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. So I think, okay, I'm fine. Decent shot here. Yeah, I'm good, fine. So I'm watching here. the game. Dalvin's not really doing too much. I'm like, okay, but Kirk Cousins not doing too much? Okay. And then the freaking final drive, Cooper Rush Magic decides to throw everything to Amari Cooper, and I end up losing the game. So unfortunately, my streak has ended. Um, Dude, that that was wild. You got jobbed first off. I Dalvin guess. Cook, job. You got jobbed. Um, Amari uh, Cooper on the sideline, in between catching like thirty yard passes, he's using that like Theragun thing on his leg, and he's like, <laughs> rolling around on a tennis ball. He's like, all his hamstring is like toast, and he's out there. Uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to come back in for a play. Oh, like, I'm just going to catch a game winning touchdown. It's like what Ethan's only up by three. I got this, fam. So there was yeah. some. I heard something yesterday on sports radio. Some quote about. Uh, conversation between CD and Omari about who they should throw the, the game winning touchdown to. <laughs> and CD's like, we should throw to me, right? And Omari's like, nah, nah, it's coming <laughs> <No>. to me. <laughs> I would love, I gotta look that up. I'm sure there's a video. I think there's a video clip of it somewhere, but um, that's not like hilarious. But I, I got a kick out of the fact that Brady and AJ got 60% of your points. Oh, they did. It was unbelievable. Brady with 34 Ooh. and AJ Brown with 33. And that's, Yikes. that's sad. No one else hit double digits for me. Good times. That is, that is really sad. That's all right. You're going to, you're going to bust back out. You did move up a spot in the right. I did. Somehow, it's because so. actually, ironically, my team in the past few weeks has been doing well point wise. So I'm, I'm climbing yeah. that, which is the tiebreaker, which is good for me. So I'm, I'm yeah. slowly getting back up there. You are so, uh, you're you're staring at one spot out of the playoff race. Yeah, right? I'm so right. You're don't, not. This, don't this sleep season on is me. not lost. Oh no, there's a lot of season left. I'm I'm feeling okay. I just need you're some guys of, to wake up. I'll just be you that. Remind team. me of the Denver Broncos a little bit. You're sort of like a Broncos. Maybe maybe the Panthers. Like I don't know. <laughs> just call me Jake Dello, and I'll just come and be like, why is he in a Super Bowl? Like what? Yeah. 
Yes, you're a big dilemma. That's you. That's you. That's All right, so that does it for the Yahoo League recap, and um, we're going to be back Thursday with all kinds of fun and shenanigans, and that'll do it for this episode of Fold and Cheese. Hey, I'll be uh, finishing up that uh, casino riverboat, so get ready for it. I'm going to go hang out on the Snell's pop- poppy farm for a bit and uh, see <laughs> if I can find see. some creepy shit. We won't see it for a while then. <laughs> yeah, Darlene's going to make me some <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> Run away. All right, brother, that'll do it for now. As always, folding that cheese. Keep on folding. And I creak. Yeah. yeah. I just creak it on the pillow. <laughs>